0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the 16 Bitchin' Podcast. It's an interviewee one today, and it's one I'm looking forward to because there's going to be some nattering back and forth, but uh, it's going to be none of the previous stuff we talked about with um, YouTuber of the Year, YouTuber of the Month, and all that stuff, although this is someone that's linked to many of the people involved, but it don't fucking matter. This is Alex from Nintendo Arcade.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: <laughs> I am wonderful.
1: How are you? I'm alright, yeah. Yeah, the sun shines today, went out for a long walk and I'm feeling good. You went outside? Yeah. I Why would count. you do that? Power
0: cut, right. I see. <laughs> yeah. At least it all makes sense now. Actually, I'm taking a piss because you're in the same sort of line of work as me. You are a builder, are you not?
1: I am indeed, since I left school in 1987. I was 16, went straight into work. Would you like to know something that would make you feel horrible? Oh, you're going to make me feel old, aren't you? Yeah, I was born in 87. Oh, was you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Enjoy you know, that. <laughs> I'm one of the older, older YouTubers, as they all keep reminding me.
0: Well, according to <laughs> the internet, your channel was made in 2006.
1: Yeah, but wasn't active as a YouTuber then. When were you was, active? I think it was around... Well, I think... I been actively doing videos for about eight or nine years that's still a long time yeah i mean i love
0: your description for your channel you go to the nintendo arcade channel and the description says arcade and nintendo collecting and that's it that's, yeah. that's so half assed it's brilliant yep i hate the description for my channel i made it up on day one And since then I've never changed it because I always look at it and think it's crap, it's horrible, it's wrong. Whatever I change it to is still going to be crap, horrible and wrong. So I just don't
1: bother. Yeah, I don't bother because it's not something that I look at when I look at other channels. To be fair, I look at it for this shit, you know, like podcasts, interviews, YouTube
0: related stuff. (laughs) Fuck it, I'll just be honest. We had to cut a little bit because some notification jingles were appearing. Entirely Alex's fault, not mine at all. <laughs> now no one will believe me. But we've actually forgotten where we were in the conversation. So we shall simply step ahead. Bastard. Let's go on to what I normally say to people. If you had to describe your channel to someone that obviously hasn't seen it, what would you say, aside from your epic description of arcade and
1: Nintendo collecting? Um. Well... It started off as sort of like a documentation, really, for me of some of the rare arcade machines that I was actually picking up and restoring. But then it kind of snowballed from there into sort of 16-bit and Nintendo. Really, it's mainly sort of Nintendo collecting, um, not I wouldn't say reviews because I don't really do reviews, but a lot of pickups. I do do a lot of pickup videos. I do game room tours. So I go around to people's houses, like through the keyhole. They're my favourite, but getting people to come out and, and do those tours is getting harder and harder. Um, but they're my most popular videos on my channel are the game room tours, seeing what other people have in their house. You know? I
0: mean, having to go to other places, go outside again. I'm starting <laughs> to question your sanity here. That was something we were on about, actually. You're a builder. Yes, that was it. Yes. Yeah. So you do a bricklaying that's your trade isn't it
1: it is my trade been doing it for 30 odd years now 30 years that's depressing to me because i've been doing this
0: shit since i left school it's like (laughs) i i I think i'd rather die
1: i know it is you know as you get to my age the old body doesn't like it so much especially in the winter absolutely hates it um but it it, the, the i guess the overall thing that keeps takes me back to it time and time again is I'm I'm my own boss I can do whatever I want you know and it's a change of scenery um, I don't do site work, it's mainly domestic work so uh, you
0: know I'm the other side of it I'm on the work site all the time
1: yeah no, I could I haven't worked on a site since well for 30 odd years you know I've I started on done. site but I couldn't do it again no
0: way. They're worse than ever when it comes to health and safety shit. If I go anywhere about a fucking hard out on, I get a bollocking.
1: Yeah, and then you have to wrap yourself up in all that luminous paint, don't you? You slap it all over your face and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, i got to make myself look pretty. It doesn't Rubber work.
1: Rubber gloves when you go to the toilet and all that kind of shit. Eye detection. I'll tell you what, if you go
0: to them toilets, you want to wear gloves. You <laughs> want a fucking radiation suit. They're disgusting.
1: Yeah, and the last time I was on site, someone actually lit a newspaper and stuck it underneath the door while I was sitting on the bog. Um, that was sort of tricks they used to play on me. I had all sorts of tricks played on me back then. In 1987, when I came out of school, it was like the height height of the RA bombing in London. I'll never forget it. Because we all sat down one end, all the English young kids that had just come out of school knew nothing about politics whatsoever. And then at the other end of the canteen, you had all these Irish Republicans. And it was like if you sat there reading The Sun, then the only reason why we'd sit there and read The Sun was for the page-free girls, you get the most <laughs> fil- filthy of, of, of looks because it was a Tory rag, but we didn't know that, <laughs> you know? Mm. So we got all sorts of tricks played on us. You know, the, the, the most famous one is putting, like, black bitumen paint on on the underside of the handles of the wheelbarrows. So oh, yeah. Everything- you, you got this stuff on your hands that took days to come off.
0: <laughs> I know. I, it's funny you should say that. I've had to be putting some bitumen down in uh, the place we're working at now for the concrete, trying to damp-proof it because it's a basement. Uh, most people won't know what bitumen paint is. It's also referred to like as blackjack. Imagine the stickiest, oiliest ooze of a paint you can imagine. This yeah. crap does not come off of clothes. And if you want to get it off your skin, ah, it's going to take a what long you- time.
1: You've got to use a wire brush, don't you, to get it off your skin. But it's or okay.
0: a knife and chisel away a layer of flesh. Yeah, it's a bastard. It's horrible stuff. But, uh, right, we should move on from that crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another rabbit hole. Yeah, so we got you here today, but there's one thing I need to ask you about your channel before we go on a bit. When I first discovered your channel, because I discovered it a while ago, I don't even know how long. But I remember I was chatting to you and you said you should do a let's play of a fucking NES game. I can't remember what the name is. It's not Karate Kid. I thought it was Karate Kid when I mentioned it the other day somewhere. But is it Kung Kung Fu? Fu? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I think you had me play Kung Fu, but I couldn't get the NES game. I played it on the Famicom. Yeah. And back then you had a different logo. Now you've got what appears to be a vulture, a fucking manically depressed one as well. (laughs) That's right, I do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's that about? Well, that is actually a drawing by Shigeru Miyamoto, and it is, is it? on. Yeah, it is one of the first drawings that he ever made for Nintendo, and it's on the cabinet that I have, one of the rarest cabs in the world, which is that Nintendo Sheriff. So basically, I've just taken the artwork from that, which is the Condor, which flies across the top of the screen like an added bonus if you shoot it bit like a spaceship in Space Invaders. Mm. If you shoot that you get an extra two to five hundred points. And that I just took that because I just love the artwork on that cab. It's my favorite cab for, for artwork. And just use that really. You is know the game any good then? It is a good game. Yeah, it's not a bad game. You know, people like it when they come around there, they always play it. I was expecting you to say, mm. no, it's crap. No, I mean, I have got a crack game in here, but yeah, that's that's another story. That's probably what I'm more famous for is the other game, Skyskipper, um, which was an unreleased Nintendo game, which I did that big project on. You probably didn't even watch that, did you? I've not seen that one, I'll be honest with you, no. No, no. So most people know me in the community for that. So years ago, I found two PCBs in an old operator's warehouse and... I' had been because I was researching Nintendo games, early Nintendo arcade games, before Mario, before Donkey Kong, there was one game that eluded me, and it was Skyskipper. And a group of us, um, U.K. Vackers, which is a forum, uh, arcade collectors, we all got them down the country doing raids. We don't put barraclavers or anything like that. We just go into an sure, old sure. arcade and just buy the guy out. And amongst all these PCBs, there was a Skyskipper PCB. And I could not believe it. So, and this was the first time ever that someone was documenting it. And it was me. I did it on my video channel, on my YouTube channel. And um, I know Nintendo were watching it because they got in contact with me. Um, And then a few other people, collectors, said, Oh, you know, it'd be amazing if you could recreate that cab because there was nothing on the internet about this game at all, there were no pictures. Nothing at all. I mean, this is a long story, dude. I mean, I could go down a massive rabbit hole here. It sounds, sounds like you're talking about what's that game? Polybius, I think I've pronounced that right. Well, yeah, I don't think that ever existed. But this basically, without a lot, a really, really long story short, because it is a long story. Um, I found two PCBs. A friend of mine in, in America brought one. With his contacts, he got hold of Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell remembered playing the game when he got his world record on Donkey Kong and he put us in touch with the chief executive of Nintendo of America, which is Don James. We had then contact Don James and said, have you still got this game? He said, yes, it's in the warehouse. We then asked him whether we could scan that last remaining machine. And he said, yes, we both got invited over to Nintendo of America. I couldn't go, but my partner did. He scanned the machine on my behalf. And in, I don't know, June or July 2017, we revealed it to the world in Atlanta. with Billy Mitchell's there, Water Day. And then, and, and the rest is history. I did my own UK reveal at the Arcade Club. Um, and then it got released onto the Switch. So if it wasn't for me finding this game, getting in touch with Nintendo, getting all the artwork done, it would never have seen the light of day, you know, because it was a lost game. You know, it had never been released. It, it, 14, sorry, yeah, 14 cabs were made, um, and all of them were destroyed except for one, and that was the, the remaining one at Nintendo of America. And we managed to get the artwork from that and replicate it and make an exact copy of the cab, which mine is, but it's running original PCB. Have I lost you? No, not <laughs> at all. I all. I was just Sorry. thinking,
0: like, I knew you uh, when I first found your channel years ago. I was just thinking, how how did I find you and not know this? And uh, it must have been what we were talking about. I think it was off-camera, actually, everyone. We were talking about your collection videos is what I must have yeah. discovered you for. Yeah, this I've somehow missed. But I've got to go yeah. s- seeking out these videos now. I think everyone should do well, the same. So what's yeah, well, there's the title a really of the game?
1: Good, there's a really good video. I mean, I've done a few for my channel, but the best one is by John's Arcade. Have you ever watched John's Arcade? Or heard of it? I don't know John's Arcade, I don't think. He's got about 50,000 subscribers. Lovely, lovely (laughs) guy. Great, great channel. I mean, his channel is just restoring arcade machines. I went over and met him, and he documented the whole journey, the whole reveal and everything. It's on his channel. Uh, Link the guys to that, because that is the best video to watch. And you'll see me in the video. You'll see the reveal... And the whole story is explained in that video. It's, it's, I think it's two-parter. It's a couple of hours long, but it's a great watch. Um, and it ex- explains the whole history about the cab and how I found it and to where we got it today, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I remember you, because I'm sure I nominated you for YouTuber of the Month once. I think yeah. I nominated you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I was nominated by... Uh... Bill Thorpe of Games Made of Cardboard when I won. I don't think I've been nominated uh, before or since, which is probably a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm done with all that anyway now, because we're way past that, aren't we? But
0: Yeah, I've I covered it all with um everyone, with like you're your good friends with Scott and Lee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know you know Stuart, Generation Pixel?
1: Uh, I've heard of his channel. I've watched a few of his vids, but I don't know him to talk to. Um, but yeah, I know Scott. I know most of the guys, 2E... Um, who else do I know? Yeah, Lee. I I, I know most of them. I've been around, I've done the swap shop and all that. So I know most of them, you know, Mm. the quizzes I've done. I like to be part of the community. I'll always be part of the community, however big I get. I'll always be part of the community because that's my channel, Mm. you know. Um, but yeah, most people know me for the Skyskipper project. And I guess that's probably where I got a lot of my subs um, because I've got a lot of American followers that like the arcade stuff no, and, and i'm not the surprised thing. really
0: especially with nintendo N- nintendo obviously it has been quite successful over here in the uk but america's where it exploded really isn't it
1: yeah i mean when i started all i had was nintendo arcades that's all i had because i was going for a complete nintendo arcade collection but then soon realized only halfway through that I didn't have room for them all. So I'm not I fucking surprised. I've just concentrated on the very early ones, the rarer ones, the more obscure ones people hadn't heard of, you know, um, and just give them the sort of uh, platform that they needed. So how you many know? cabinets do you have? I've got the most I've ever had now. So I've got um, 11, actually 12. I've got one too many. I need to get rid of one. 12 <laughs> cabinets. 12
0: cabinets. And my missus won't even let me have one. Oh, I know there's no bloody space. I said, look, if we get rid of one of the kids or maybe fold them up a few times, we'll make some space.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're great. Because for, for me could be in that sort of maybe 10 years older than you. That was just a bigger part of this collecting as the console games, because we spent a lot of time in the arcades as kids back in the day. You know, I didn't, So
0: much uh, miss um, the arcade bit when growing up. It's just that when I was old enough and going to arcades and the things I remember, it was kind of like death's door at the time. You'd go into an arcade, and what I saw the most of was House of the Dead, Time Crisis, light gun games everywhere. I never saw a traditional cabinet. You just didn't see it, It wasn't there?
1: No, no, because a lot of them... Obviously, they, these they were money making machines, and if they didn't make any money, they got smashed up or they got chucked off the end of a pier, and that's a matter yeah. of fact that's what happened. So, unfortunately, you know, a lot of them uh, are very hard to find today. Hence, why the the costs are bloody much. <laughs> you know, were but many kind of, of,
0: of them? Fun. Sorry, I was going to say, were many of them re uh, what's the word repurposed, reused for other games? Or do you just yeah, get to um, a point where it's like, now nah, there's, there's, it takes too much time to do that shit?
1: Oh, no. I mean, you'll see a horrific cab like Tempest, a classic 80s game like Tempest by Atari converted to a Street Fighter, you know? Yeah. Oh. And it's like, uh, that's just like, in the collector's uh, circles, that's just forbidden, you know? It's heresy. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> well, wasn't a, uh, I'm,
0: I know a fair bit of video game history, but when it comes to arcade cabinets, I'm a little bit on the thin side of it, but wasn't the Donkey Kong cabinets um, originally made from, what was it? Was it Popeye arcade cabinets or was it something else?
1: Well, Donkey Kong... Fuck, I can't remember. Well, there was a game called Radoscope, which is probably what you're thinking of. Which oh, was that it? Which didn't do very well. They made 2,000 cabinets, red cabinets. Hmm. And to save money they just took the artwork off. On some occasions, didn't even bother with that. They just took the PCBs out and put Donkey Kong in. And a lot of the Nintendo arcade games comes as kits. So you'd get a marquee, a bezel and a control panel as a kit and the operator would just swap them over. So if you ever saw a red Donkey Kong in the wild, they're the most desirable ones because in actual fact, it's a radar scope cabinet, not a Donkey Kong cabinet. I
0: see. I knew they were repurposed, but I couldn't remember the fucking game. You know what it plainly is? You say Scope, I think, Parascope, which I think was Sega's yeah. first, or at least one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rage, I don't mind Radoscope. It was quite popular in Japan, but it wasn't popular anywhere else. And that was around about the time Nintendo of America started up. So don't forget, Nintendo of America started in 1980. But Nintendo, um, as a company, were putting cabs out there before Nintendo of America, so before Donkey Kong. And Mm. even Sega was distributing a lot of Nintendo cabinets. So Sega was actually one of Nintendo's biggest distributors in the late 70s. Did not know that. Again, arcade history, I'm not so brilliant with it. But I'm learning. Yeah, this is why I'm terrible at quizzes, because I'm quite quite specific. (laughs) And then Paul Retro Beta, where I went on last, it's all kind of modern console stuff. I haven't got a fucking clue. I haven't got a clue, but... You take me back to this era, that's where I'm most comfortable, you know. It's Mm. still pinging, isn't it? Fucking thing. Fuck (laughs) Um, it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear a ping at any point, it's his
0: fault. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He can't figure out what's making the sound, and I can't do anything about it. So, fuck it. (laughs) So, so it's it's a podcast. I'm I'm not cutting this thing into a million pieces. I'll cut that one at the start, but fuck it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Don't worry about it. Um, So, yeah. So, um, I've got three of my favourite Nintendo games left in the collection, which is Donkey Kong, Sheriff and Skyskipper. But the rest uh, are games that I also remembered as a kid, which I wanted here. You know, games like Rescue and Defender, Sega Hang On. I've got uh, two Jammer cabs. I've got an Asteroid Deluxe. I've got a Robotron. You know, they're my favourites. You know, mm. I wanted my favourites in here. See, at the end of the day, I just didn't want to be a museum. There's a lot of collectors out there they have got such obscure games that don't hold up for today. I mean, they're great, and someone has to have them because, you know, they're a piece of history. But at the end of the day, you want games that you're going to play in your arcade, not ones that are just going to sit there on show, you mm. know? I'm you know, the I-
0: same with my collection. My collection is an absolute mess because it's only the shit I want to play. Or morbid curiosity you know when someone says a game's really really bad you think why I, I yeah. want to know it's like ET everyone's had fucking ET even though it's rated as shit
1: so yeah yeah I mean I'm like I've gone that way with my console collection now as well I mean I was all over the place with Super Nintendo and now I'm, I'm quite focused quite strict that I'm just going for my top 100 um I've been collecting Super Nintendo for a, such a long time um and there's so many games out there that i will never go back to uh, and there's so much money now so expensive that mm. i just what let's narrow it down because it's just you're just forever picking stuff up forever buying out all the time you know so i think you need to draw a line under it somewhere if you can if you want to you know some people go for complete collections i've got nothing wrong with that and in, in fact that can be a lot of fun if you're looking for manuals, looking for boxes, upgrading your box and stuff like that is cool. But I, one, I haven't got the space. And two, I haven't got the money for, for a full set of anything.
0: I'm with you on that one. I mean, Master System, I started out, I wanted to collect all of them. Now I'm at the stage where the only ones left for me to get, bar three or four games, out of all the ones that's left, bar three or four games, they're all shit. Yeah. And a lot of those ones left are stupid money. It's like, how far do I want to go with this? Especially because some of them stupid money ones are the tech toy ones only came out in Brazil. It's like, yeah, I don't have to collect Brazilian games.
1: There's no point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have paid a lot for some of my games, but then I've got a smaller collection. I don't go out and buy like some people will buy, say, ten average or below average games. Now, for me, if you. If you saved all that money, you could get a better game, just one game, but it will be a better game.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean, and I like
1: obscure one- shit, though. If I find something really weird
0: looking that I've never heard of, it's like, I have to have it just because <laughs> I want to know what it is. That's why I like DS games at the moment. I'm finding tons of them at car boot sales. And the past three times I found one where it's like, what the fuck, is this? Yeah. Is it a puzzle game? I don't know.
1: I need it now. Yeah. I mean, I always refer back to music because, i'm going back to bands and albums that um that i missed out on back in the day because i was too um well back in the 80s you were a part of a clan you're either a metaler, you're a goth or you're a punk and mm-hmm. you wouldn't listen to anything else now i'm older and my music tastes are much wider i can quite easily go back to that era and listen to pretty much anything. And I think, well, actually, that is pretty damn good. But we were too stupid as kids back then to fly the flag for one one band and not anybody else. I, I did the
0: same in school. I was very particular about certain music. Whereas now I listen to very different and varied types of metal, but I also like country when I mean, they have all yeah. to do with each other. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on I and like
0: see you trying music from back then and you're being more open to it.
1: Napalm Death, you ever heard them? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was massive into metal back in the day. I had hair down to here, dude. I used to wear all the nice. makeup, my cowboy boots, and I was like, I came out in '87. So, get this the first band I ever saw in the marquee, their first ever gig in the UK. Yeah, guess who it was? <laughs> it Fuck was man. Guns N' Roses. I was here, Guns N' Roses, 1987, in the marquee. I remember getting the train up to uh, London and we, me and my mate sat there reading Kerrang! magazine and we read that um, Axel was trying to give up smoking. So when we all got into the fucking venue, we all started throwing cigarettes at him. <laughs> 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 oh was, God, you Axel... could do that then. You can't even do that now. Everyone
0: gets fucking offended. You'd have to throw him a vape. You'd oh, oh, have to pass it to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, those days, were just they have just gone. But for, I'll never, ever forget that. I was massive into metal, but now I've kind of feel like uh, I've listened to all of that. I'm trying to explore. I'm, like, I'm going back to new romantic stuff now. I listen to early sort of electronic music, you know, Gary Newman and all that kind of craft work and hmm. all those early pioneers of, of the Korg synthesizer kind of music, you know. I quite like that, Japan and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: I've just you know, discovered a type of music I didn't know existed before. Uh, I think it's called like Synthwave. I yeah. found a, a band called uh, Wolf and Raven, and that's because they did the soundtrack for a game called 80s Overdrive. It's sort of an outrun-like game. The music was fucking yeah. awesome, and I was like, oh, I, like I need yeah. to get this, and then you find out they're a band in Missouri. It's like, okay, album, by. And now I've sort of fallen into that genre. So it's not just country music, me. There's other stuff, you know, but
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, now it is and I tell you what I've just realised how much
1: time we spent nattering we haven't got to your fucking games yet I know we could go on because I, I knew this is another reason why I wanted to be on because I know me and you would get on and we could just chat forever because I can do you have <laughs> any idea how fucking much how I can't
0: even word it how difficult it is when I'm doing this shit if I get on with someone I start nattering with them <laughs> the missus will come up at one point when she knows the podcast will be done she's like Are you still fucking talking <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no <laughs> as i quickly try to turn off the screen so yeah with that in mind we will move on to your modern game and we shall dive straight into it metroid dread
1: What a game. What a brutal game. I haven't
0: played Dread. I mean, my experience with Metroid is I've played the first one. Um, I played Prime. You know, I really like Prime, but I can never complete it because I'll get to a point where I'm lost as all balls. And you think, you know what, I don't mind wandering around in a game trying to find out where to go. But fuck me, do you do it a lot in Prime?
1: Yeah. bit yeah. too much. Is Dread like that? Is there a lot of wandering around? Well, you know where to go, though. And there's a, there is a good map in dread so you know what areas you've been in and what what you haven't been because it, it marks it on the map mm. you know like all the other 2d metroids um and that sort of gives you incentive to keep going back and explore what have i missed there you know um and what because you go back with your new upgrade you go back to areas that you started off with without any upgrades and now you've got that extra power you can explore those areas so i i 100 percent of that game Um, And absolutely loved it. It was, it almost felt like a horror game because you had this robot, the EM, is it the EMMI or the I? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's EMMI robot that kind of followed you around. You couldn't destroy it, you couldn't shoot it down unless you had this powerful weapon, which you had to kill by, you had to get by killing an ender level boss. And then you could go back in that area and take out that robot. Um, So it was really tense. I found the game really tense. Um, It was a a game I felt was made for players. So it used the controller, every button on the controller. You had to get used to all the buttons. And it just felt perfect. Everything about it was perfect, you know. Um, Of course, it was hard, but you keep going back, don't you? Like all these old 2D games, and you you just get better and further each time. And just gives you that incentive, just just to beat that boss. And the bosses in it, the, what I love, the end of level bosses in Metroid Dread, are just incredibly well drawn, um, and con- incredibly well done. You know, the things they think up, how are you going to kill this boss? The patterns, it's just about patterns, working out patterns. But and the cutscenes were brilliant. Um I, I just absolutely I mean I'm a massive Metroid fan anyway so I'm probably going to be a bit biased but um I thought it was a fabulous entry by Nintendo I really did would you say it was like in their top three for Metroid it's then my number one my number one Metroid game oh really yeah so it used to be um Super Metroid on SNES um, and I still love that game for what it is but you know things do move on things do get better you know mm. It's okay being stuck in this retro world, but you've got to accept these new games are good for they're good for a reason. They're popular for a reason because they're good. Oh yeah, you know, um, Zero was good on the. I like the Game Boy Advance ones. So actually, the 3D ones probably come further down on my list. To be honest with you, I think I, Metro is always better at home 2D. I need to try another 2D one. Then, as I said, I really enjoyed Prime, but
0: like when you say in Dread, all right, you. You get to a point where it's like, okay, I've got this power-up. Where have I not been? It will work in one of them places. You know, It will unlock something somewhere. But in Prime, maybe it's because it's 3D. You're like, okay, I've got a new thing. And you're looking at the map. You're like, I'm turning this map upside down. I'm twisting it left and right. You're like, where the fuck have I not been? It's not (laughs) very obvious. Unless you found that power-up that unlocks the whole map, then you've got these gray areas. But
1: otherwise, there's just nothing. So it's been, it's been a while since I played Prime, to be honest with you. So I'd have to go back to that. I mean, I've got it on the on the Wii, and I'm not sure whether that's the best route to go or not. What I, what I guess I'm waiting for is for them to release it on the Switch, and then I'll go back and play it. it they've been switch. rumoring
0: that for so bloody long. They just want to hurry up and do it, get the free yeah. Primes, and throw them out and Switch.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, I wish I, they would. I, I love the Switch. I think it's a brilliant console.
0: Oh, yeah. I would say it's... Uh... Is it my favourite Nintendo console? I don't know. It's tied with original Game Boy, but that's because I'm nostalgia blind.
1: Yeah. I See, I can't one. go back... Well, the N64, I've got no nostalgia with anyway because I was travelling at the time. and I got out of gaming for a bit, so that whole kind of 3D, early 3D look, very hard for me to go back to anyway. The mm. Wii I had um, since sold... Because all the best games that I liked to that are now on the Switch. So I don't like clutter. So I got rid of it. Uh, no, right. no, no reason to go back to that. Uh, everything I want is on the Switch, as far as I'm concerned. I've got a Cube. And I've got a Wii. I've got SNES and I've got Famicom and NES. They're my main go-to Nintendo consoles. No Wii U, then? No Wii U. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Oh. And I don't know why people rave about the games, because I think they're shit.
0: Uh, trying to think of a unique Wii U game that I gave a shit about. The only one the only ones popping in my head are Wii games, if
1: I'm honest. Yeah, or Switch games that are now on Switch. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) I remember I was I was gutted with fucking what was it? There was a Kirby game. I thought, oh Kirby on the Wii U. I have to use the touchpad. I don't want to use the touchpad. I get that it's a gimmick, but I don't fucking care. I've got your pro controller. Can I not use that? No, you've got to draw on the thing. And I didn't want to touch the bloody gamepad because it was irreplaceable. When it's fucked, your console's fucked, right? I don't want to draw
1: on that. It felt so cheap as well, I think. The plastic felt Mm, cheap.
0: When you pick up a
1: switch, it feels quality, doesn't it? You know, it's heavy. It just feels quality, like a quality-made machine, except for the toaster dock. I've never liked that. Well, no. Um, what switch have you got then? Just a standard one or OLED? I, I upgraded to an OLED at Christmas because the kids wanted a new. They 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 haven't got a, a switch, so I thought, well, they can have my old one, and I just get the new OLED one, and See, gave there's them the
0: no, one. Nothing wrong with that. They still get no. games. Exactly. So, have you ever tried a switch light?
1: No, I've never seen one. Never held held one. Actually, really. No, Is it nice. I,
0: my kids have one each, and I thought I'd hate it. But uh at first, it was like, well, this is quite thin, and it's okay. And then as I'm setting out the switches for them, because my kids are eight and five. Yeah. Well, I want to get them in the games early, which is not hard. You've yeah. only got to go in my lounge, and then it's like, oh, well, I can't see the fucking window, but I can see 200 games on the wall where the window was. <laughs> it's easy to get in the games then. But regardless, thanks to them, I've experienced the switch light, and aside from that possibility of Joy Con drift, in which case, yay, the whole thing's fucked. It is actually pretty good, especially because I was getting them for the kids' birthdays, which are right next to each other. Ain't that handy? I managed to get the boys' ones, green switch light. I got it for 180. I thought that was a good deal. Sorry if anyone can hear a motorcycle outside my house. Fuck you. My daughter wanted a pink switch. I wasn't going to get that one because it was cost over two hundred, just because it's pink. Yeah. I thought, nah, I'm not <laughs> doing that. And then my my mum got in touch saying, "Are you after switch light for little Luna?" Gone. Yeah, yeah. She says there's a yellow one in my local Tesco's for one hundred and thirty. Why? She went to the till, mate. He said it's yellow. No bugger wants it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I will have the fucking yellow one. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Why I, not? I recommend the Switch Lite if you find it cheap for you, like in the collection. You'd be like, this is my other one because I wanted it's it. It's
1: Actually, smaller than the, the other Switch. Yeah, it's, a it lot. Is, Yeah. Oh right. Well, okay. Well,
0: not a lot, but it feels good and solid. Like I've got normal Switch right here. I got the Pokemon one, and yeah. I've always thought the Joy Cons feel just a little not flimsy, but because I can make them move, it doesn't yeah. feel solid. And then you yeah. hold the switch light, and there's none of that. So it's more like a super duper gameboy. As advanced. long as they
1: don't get drift, though, then because you can't replace the ones on the light, can you?
0: Yeah, you're boned. Then you'll be using a uh, pro controllers all the time, but then it's,
1: it's handheld only. So that's a pain in the ass. They never admitted to that Nintendo, did they? Never, because I guess if they did, then they'd have to they get loads of recalls. But oh, it's stupid, isn't it?
0: It's like me yeah. not admitting to having no hair. So I'll just yeah. brush my hand <laughs> through my scalp, and there you go. <laughs> yeah but we, as we tend to do on this podcast ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we've gone off a little bit so Metroid Dread it's a game that uh, no one really expected everyone thought we're going to get Prime 4 do you think they made a bit of a fuck up by not giving the people what they wanted or at least what they thought they wanted because Dread has done
1: damn well well it was given <clears throat> Metroid 4 was given to, I can't remember the name of the developer now um, but it was given to one developer and then it, it I don't know what happened, but they no, they no longer started making the game. It was given to another company. So I guess they started all over again. That's what wow. happened. Um, you know, and they just, they come right out of it and said, no, it's going to be another two or three years, which it will be, you know, before that comes out. So the, the good thing about Nintendo now, don't forget, when they had the DS, they had two they had an R&D department for... The, the main console, then had another R&D compart, uh, compartment for, for the DS, the handheld. Now that they've merged to make this hybrid Switch, they've got a bigger team working on everything. Um, so I guess the guys that were working on the handheld stuff just came in and said, right, well, we can do a Metroid and we can do it on the Switch and we can get it out there. I mean, it's a lot quicker and easier to make a 2D game than a 3D game, right?
0: Yeah. That's why so many indie developers go for it. It's just, yeah. If you're indie, you're trying to do it on your own, so you're not going to try and make a realistic looking world. It's like, nah, two D pixel sprites,
1: exactly. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I love I love Metro Dread. Awesome game. Um, And now they put they've done a few upgrades for it. Now I think there's like a couple of other modes on it now. So I might go back and do hard. And I think there's a boss, a boss rush mode where you can just go in there and defeat the bosses, which is pretty cool. I've never been into the boss rush mode or time attack mode. It's like, no, I just want to play the game. I don't want any of your special bollocks. Yeah. I think if we, once you've completed it, and if you like the game that much, then it's I guess it's a challenge going back and doing one after the other, maybe. Yeah. Uh, depends it Depends if how much you're into game. Normally, with most games, I don't 100% any of them. You know, i want no, the same. I just want to finish the game, done, move on to the next, you know. But that particular game, I don't know what it was. I just loved it that much, hence why it's the choice of today, really. I went wanted 100% it. Mm. I can't think of many games I've 100 Uh Mario? Uh, Super Mario? No. No?
0: No. I, well, for me, it's the other side of the coin. Like Sonic on the Mars system, yeah, I've done it with all the Chaos Emeralds. I guess that's 100%. There you go. soul reaver done everything to the point where i could tell you where every sodding little polygon is i need to get a life uh i suppose dead space is a modern game i 100 i thought i was 100 skyrim but then they kept adding shit it's like this isn't gonna happen
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yes yeah, so you have completed a few then ones you've liked yes you've it's,
0: played- it's really got to be a perfect game even if it's just a perfect game for them like now you couldn't get me to play skyrim I'm sick of yeah. hearing about it. I'm sick of looking at it. But it then, at the time, oh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, f- I felt the need to do everything, even if it was stupid.
1: And that's the thing with modern games. is uh, Do you ever go back to these big games? Do you know what I mean? Once you've completed them, will you ever go back like a book and read it again? Will you ever go back like a 2D game and revisit again? I, I don't think I would, and that's why I don't collect a lot of modern games is because I think once I've played them, that's it. I'll move it on. You know, I don't collect. Even though I've got PS4, I'll play a game on it and then just sell it on. I don't collect for it because I know in myself, I'll never return to that game again. It's weird, isn't
0: it? My collecting of modern games has shifted a lot. If it's one of the big AAA bollocks, um, if I want to play it, I'll get it. Will I care about it after that? There's a good chance I won't. But the other day I was looking, thinking I've got to do podcast. And I had a retro game in mind. I had the indie game in mind, but I was having a bit of a brain fart for modern. I thought, okay, well do what I do. Have a look around the room. And I was looking at the Nintendo switch collection. And then it occurred to me 90% of my switch games, are indie games. It's just worked out that way. You go into a shop. Nintendo's like, Oh, look at the price on that. Fuck that. And then you look at the indie games, they're all cheap, so they're easy to get hold of. And you think, this is going to be the game that's harder to find one day.
1: Yeah. You know, like... you uh, seeing many Switch games in the wild now, then. Are they starting to appear? Because I, I still find them hard to find. Like, you know, CX and car boots and that kind of thing. Oh, i I've, have I ever found one at a car boot? No. Um,
0: CX, yes, but they, their prices are bollocks. Some of them, they price them higher than the damn... Uh, New least, game stores.
1: Yeah.
0: So I if anyone is uh, not um, from UK and what we're on about, uh, we've got a pre-owned game store over here. It's spelt, the name of the place, C-E-X. Yeah, it's commercials on the telly call it sex. <laughs> I, I shit you not, there's commercials on the telly, on British YouTube. Yeah, we get different adverts, in case you didn't know. YouTube does give you different commercials depending on what country you live in. But yeah, don't they call it sex? It's like who the fuck calls it that? <laughs> Someone says, Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to CEX. You don't say I'm going to sex. You're going to a sex shop. What w- what are you buying? Like, oh, I need a charger. A charger? What what are you charging? Switch? <laughs> Switch? What? What are you turning on? I don't want to know anymore. Have you
1: ever been to a CEX when there's an Ann Summers next door? <laughs> No, but I bet they get on like house on fire. I'm going to the sex yeah. shop. Which one?
0: Well, one of them's got DLC. The other one has a different meaning for them letters. <laughs> we should move on. It's gotten weird. Right. <laughs> so now we're going to go into your bread and butter. It's a retro game. It is, of course, I'm guessing you didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure it's the fucking arcade one, isn't it? It is Defender.
1: Yes. So why have you picked Defender? Oh, what a game, Defender. Defender. Uh, it's a game that is a hard game to master. Um, no shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm no good at Defender. You know, the only one I've ever played and I can't yeah. get any good at fucking Atari 2600.
1: Yeah. Well, the NES version's pretty good. Is there a Defender on NES? I didn't know that. There is, yeah. Oh. It's called Stargate. Which is Defender Two, really got the fucking names wrong, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <know. laughs> um, I remember back in the day as a kid, um, uh, the controls are quite daunting as a kid because there's so many of them, and we all loved it as a kid, but we never got anywhere in it as a kid. It was just brutally hard. But it's since I've it's come into my ownership. Um, I've I've spent a lot of time with it and become. I guess not a million point player, but you know, I can average a hundred thousand on the game, and that's quite an enjoyable game. Um, and I, it's one of those games that when you see someone play it and they're really good at it, it's fascinating to watch. It's, it's one of those games that commands so much skill. Um, when you watch someone that's really good at it, it's, it's, it's great to watch. Um, so I was determined to get really good at it. And it's funny because I broke my arm um, literally in half two years ago. I snapped my humerus bone. You can see my scar there, look. Oh, shit, that's pretty hench. I fell, I fell out the loft trying to get a Sega Mega Drive out of the fucking... <laughs> I league. bet you
0: don't tell people that, though. It's just well, so you it's, know, everyone, it's a pretty detailed-looking scar down his arm. So we're going to say he was bitten by a shark. It's,
1: <laughs> it's a well-known fact. In fact, all the YouTubers you mentioned earlier, they all know about it and take the piss out of it for me. But, um, yeah, it's a well-known fact because when I moved here two years ago, I spent a whole year of my arm in a sling. And the only game that I could play was Defender. Um, it was just easy to play. I could lean my arm on the control panel and, and play the game. And I just spent a year playing it and got really good at it. And now I enjoy it. I can see... It's got that perfect risk reward element. You know, you're trying to save the humans at the bottom um, before they turn into uh, these mutants, and just clear the whole wave of these landers. Um, And it's got that perfect risk reward element in the game that makes for a great arcade game. Um, And I just love it. I think it's awesome. And I I go to sort of they have these Defender meets, these Williams meets. Williams made Defender. They made Robotron. Uh, they made um, Smash TV and a few others, but they have this Williams meet at the arcade club. And every year we go up there and just play Defender. It's bizarre because I've got Defender in my arcade. Why would I travel 100 odd miles <laughs> to go and play it in <laughs> another place? I've got no idea. But it is a social event. You, know, you go there, you, you meet guys that are more than a million point players. A lot of them can get 50 million on Defender. And you go there hoping to get some tips. You know hints and tips, um, and it's just a great social. You know, just a load of nerds talking about Defender, really. But yeah, it's a cracking game, and it—you know—it's—it's it's one of those arcade games that was around for a long time. And it was around for a long time because it was a popular game. It—it it made a lot of money for the operators. So you know, I was determined to get it in the collection, and I only got it in the collection last year. You how know, how much
0: did that set you back?
1: That was two thousand two hundred.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I think I'll stick with the consoles. <laughs> I can't afford that.
1: But, you know, I play it. I play it all the time. Mm. I get it, it gets so much use. I love it. And you never lose your money on these cabs. If you decide two, five years down the line, more often than not, they've gone up in price. So it's kind of a bit of an investment as well. well yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So Defender, the arcade cabinet, apparently it came out in 81. Yeah. Uh, were you playing it around the early 80s then at that time, or was it later um, you got a in
1: there? Probably a little bit later, yeah. Because um, the arcades around about 80 were the ones that I went down to at the seaside, really, when we got right. a cheap one t- two-way ticket to, I don't know, we used to go down to um, Hastings quite a lot as kids, and there was a Smarts Amusements down there. And I remember playing it in there. The cat is snoring. Can you believe it? Can you hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a cat behind you. Behind me on it snoring. if you can't hear it, it doesn't matter. No, it's I just fine. see a furry lump yeah. now. I thought it was a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it probably wasn't until later that I played it. But I mean, it was everywhere. You know, we had these kind of fairs, these uh, Easter bank holiday weekend traveling fairs that used to turn up at Hampton Court. Mm. Um, so I'm from Twickenham. So the nearest Easter fair would be at Hampton Court Palace. And there'd be arcades there. You used to see it in there. You used to play it in there quite a lot, you know, and just loved it. But it's right. only really since I've, it's been in my ownership that I've really grown to love it for what it is. And you have no. to... A lot of people approach it and they want instant results from it. You can't get an instant result from Defender. Not like, like the 90s games, you know... Like the beat-em-ups, like Cadillacs and Dinosaurs or, I don't know, Streets of Rage or whatever. It's just continuing gameplay, which a lot of kids in the 90s are used to. When you put a kid like that onto an old game like this, if they don't get instant results, they just walk away. You have to put the time into it, you know, to get better at it.
0: I know what you mean. I tried to teach my youngest one how to play adventure. And uh, now she loves it and she'll play it for ages. But at first she's like, okay, I'm a square. Okay, I've been eaten by a duck. <laughs> Wicked! Like, no, it's a dragon. Like, it's a duck, daddy. Like, it's a dragon. I'm telling you, it's a duck. <laughs> it's my you... five year old calling me a fucking idiot. What's happening here? So your kids
1: are into the retro stuff, are right?
0: they? They are. They they want to play a bit of everything. Nah, don't get me wrong. They love sixteen bit more than anything. I think that's that's when games really started to look pretty and appealing. You know, you think eight yeah. bit. Some of them, yes. A lot of them know, like a Defender. um, I should imagine a lot of people have got a picture of it in their head, but in case you haven't, it's about 95% a black screen. Um, There's, uh, how do I put it? There's ground below you. It's like a wavy line. If you didn't know what you're looking at, you could just say it's like a fucking, it's a wavy line. That's all it is. It's nothing. Um, The whole monitor. Yeah. (laughs) You are a proxy ship that you can move. This was the, uh, I don't know if it was revolutionary, but at the time when you had shooters, you had Space Invaders, uh, Gallagher, games like that. It was all pretty much the same thing. Ship at the bottom, shooting upwards. That was yeah. it. Defender, not only could you shoot right, but you could shoot left. You could go up and down. You could shoot in so many, all right, directions. It was left or right. You couldn't, couldn't shoot rotate out. it so well, but it was not Awesome shooter! You had to shoot the aliens. The aliens were trying to abduct people. You had to save the humans. Which on the Atari twenty six hundred version, yeah, everyone fucking dies when I play that. I don't think I've ever saved anyone.
1: But it was the sounds as well, Tom. The 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 Williams sounds for Defender were they stood out in an arcade. You know the, the way they, that that, I, that
0: I'm not familiar with. I only know what it yeah. looks like and kind of plays
1: like arcade sounds. I can't think of it like. Get, Get Atari an, look, sounds. Yeah, you listen to any Williams game, like Robotron Defender, they sound the same because they've got the sound, same sound chip in both those machines. Um, and they've got a very distinctive sound, and it's it's just totally out there. And I think the sound in games can really draw you in. It's a big part of the visual is the sound. Um, it can make you feel more powerful. If you're a ship shooting aliens, you want to feel... In command, you know, you want to have a big laser that fires these big bolts of lightning, you know, and Defender does that, you know. We can get some games that just go pew pew, you get a little pewy sound, it just you just sound a little bit feeble, a little bit pathetic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: You know what? I've had that thought with um video game music so many times. Like, I'll always argue if you listen to the music in Tasmania on Master System, it's good, it's upbeat, it's catchy, it's what you want for a young youngish uh platformer shall we say then you get the mega drive one and the music's crap it's a bass guitar and a keyboard bone thrown down the stairs it's shit it's a terrible soundtrack it's not memorable i've never really looked at it for sound effects but i guess you're right if you're a spaceship you want an awesome rocket laser launching sound instead of say a fart or a bubble it's it's important isn't it
1: yeah, oh, definitely. And so many games had terrible sound. The games might be okay, but the sound's awful, you mm. know. And, and a lot of emulation has trouble with that, unfortunately. You can get a lot of people play these arcade games and they emulate them and they get the sound wrong because there's different files, different ROMs. You can get the sound for that. It you've got to get the right sound for that game, you know. Um, mm. And some haven't actually been dumped very well in MAME. So some games like Rescue... Um, your little pixel for your little fire is so small on MAME, it's unplayable, yet there's no other ROM for it. The only way to play that game is on original cabinet because it just looks how it was made to look, easier to play. So, you know, when you play MAME um, and these emulations, a lot of the time they get it wrong, you know? That's why I like originality like playing the original boards as well.
0: I, I would love to be able to play some old-school arcade cabinets. As I say, I I missed it when I was younger, and now that I'm older, there's nowhere near me that has it.
1: Well, mate, I'm knowledge. an hour away from you. You're more than welcome to come here and spend the day. You can even do a tour for your channel if you want to. I might get some and views. <laughs> That'd be nice. they make a fucking change. <laughs> yeah, come up, mate. You're more than welcome. I like people coming here. For me... That's what the games were made for. They were made for people to play. If they're not getting played, I get the ump. You know, (laughs) I do. I get the ump. What's the point of having them if they're not getting played? So bring Bill Thorpe with me. I know he'd love it. Oh, I'd love to have Bill up here. Yeah, bring Bill up. I'll tell him that, and he'll.
0: Oh God, he'll he'll be the one to drive me at least. He'll be so excited. The thing about Bill, and yes, Bill, I hope you're listening to this, is he's a great guy. He really is. He's the nicest bloke on earth. He can't plan a fucking thing. <laughs> and you well, know it, Bill. You will organise something days in advance. You'll be like, yes, I'm going to do it. Yes, we're on it. Are you still up for this, Bill? Yes, we're going. Bill, all right, it's another day now. Are you ready? Yes, gets to the day.
1: i okay. Why? I would Why? If you tell him there's loads of arcades here to play, I love it. You know, I've been watching Bill's uh, videos. In fact, I watched his car boot one. I binged him as well the other day. watched a lot of his videos. Great, great channel. Comes across as a really nice guy. Um, I'd be more, you're more. Both of you are more than welcome to come up here. I honestly think him and me are yin and yang. I mean, he's the most positive,
0: sunny person that can never say anything bad about anything ever. And I struggle to be happy and smile.
1: <laughs> That's probably why you
0: get on. You bounce off
1: each other. Yes, I throw the insults at him and the stupid cunt smiles. He's your, he's your, sorry, yeah, he's your sunlight and for him, you're his arsehole. Yay! (laughs) A black hole. (laughs) I'm the
0: black hole. I'll suck out all the joy and shrink you down to nothing. That's
1: me. I'm fine with that. No, (laughs) you make me laugh. So you're obviously um, directing a lot of fun vibes to a lot of people, you know? It it does
0: uh, it's always been quite funny when people are comment on YouTube and they'll say, oh, I've had a real bad time. Like it's, it's awesome to hear this when someone will say I've had a really bad time, I'm not gonna tell you why it's been really shit. You've cheered me up, you've made me smile, thinking you've got the wrong channel, mate.
1: <laughs> but you do, you do, you're a funny guy. <laughs> funny looking. <laughs> We're all funny looking. <laughs> well, yeah. Right, we got
0: one more game to cover today, and this one. I will admit I've uh, seen it in game stores a hundred times. I've held it in my hand and there's been deals for pricing. It's been like, and I've always put it down. I haven't bought it yet. So get prepared everyone for me to have a massive bollocking for not having this game, which Alex will pronounce because I'll get it wrong.
1: Valfarious. (laughs) Valfarius.
0: You struggled to think of an indie game because you weren't sure I, I, what uh, I, qualified.
1: I didn't really understand what I still don't know, I understand what indie is. Um, um, but by the by, um, it is basically I guess it's like Contra, but kind of it's got heavy metal vibes. Nice. So you've got this heavy metal dude with long hair, and whenever he kind of destroys one of these end-the-level bosses, he, he does this head banging with his guitar. <laughs> does he? And it's got, yeah. Oh, you would love it, Tom. You would absolutely roll up your street if you love metal. This it is reminds I-
0: me. There's a game with Jack Black voice in a character, and what's it called? Uh,
1: oh, I've that one. Yeah.
0: Fuck it, yeah. it. It's gone now. And yet, I've done a let's play of it. Anyway, uh, continue.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So it plays a little bit like Contra. It's got very vibrant, garish colours. Um, so it's not a dark game like Castlevania. It's a very yeah. bright, vibrant alien world with really weird enemy bosses the soundtrack is awesome again i'm a i'm a sucker for end of level bosses i love when they throw these big things at me and i just love trying to work out how to destroy them um but yeah it just it plays really fluid you know you run through the levels fairly quick it's a bit of a challenge you can get upgrades for your different weapons loads of really cool different weapons you know it's just a really
0: Cool I can't modern. understand why I haven't got this. I mean, I can only think the pictures on the back of the case, because obviously when you're in a shop and holding a game, you if you don't know the game, you've only got the pictures on the back. Yeah. All the pictures I'm seeing online now, there's a plant monster. Well, it's probably yeah. a boss. It looks like a fucking xenomorph. There's a screen here where it's primarily purple colours, but yeah. damn, the
1: detail is insane. Of, yeah, the detail graphically, it looks amazing. For a 2D game. Mm. It just you know, when you put it on a nice big TV like that, a nice modern TV, it looks amazing, you know. Um yeah, it's just a wicked game. It's wicked. It's a wicked game. If I can use that old 80s term.
0: <laughs> this, this would be a great game to go to after, say Hollow Knight. Cause I, I love Hollow Knight. I can play that yeah. forever, but it's got it's not it's not really a downside, but you get a bit of um sort of sensory deprivation the game is very gray it's very dark yeah. blues grays blacks all of that shit this is a fucking rainbow that's throwing up and yet it still looks how do i put it it's not cutesy when i say it's rainbow it don't gothic. think cute yeah it's kind like of gothic, gothic alien-esque yeah it's very does,
1: organic yeah very there's
0: organic. a bit of an r-type feel to it in that organic sense really
1: yeah yeah, it's a very organic. So there's lots of sort of planty, sort of organic kind of creatures in it. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you can be jumping on the back of a fucking giant caterpillar that's going around this fire and shit. And you can be shooting like contra in eight ways all the way around, just blowing everything up as you're going around on this roller coaster of a ride on the back of this caterpillar thing. And then it jumps you off, and then suddenly you've got this fucking great boss to deal with. And it's just <laughs> it's, a, it's a just a cool roller coaster. It's had great reviews. You know, it's not just me. It's had great reviews. Um, absolutely brilliant game. What else can I say about it? I mean... Well, I'm looking...
0: I'm obviously only looking at pictures. You say it's very contra in its gameplay. Is it you, Metroidvania-ish? Or is no, it linear? No,
1: no, you're not going back on yourself at all. That'd be so quite refreshing.
0: Oh, Everything I play at the moment without intention seems
1: to be fucking Metroidvania. Yeah, and it's constantly going forward, completed that level onto next, completed that level onto next. You know, that's why it's refreshing, Mm. Uh, constantly moving forward. And it's not a road game because I'm not really into road games. Um, It's just a proper old school 2D action platformer done really well with a metal kind of gothic organic feel to it. I don't know. Does that describe it well? I don't know. Well, you've succeeded in making me feel stupid for not owning it,
0: because the more I look at it, the more we talk about it, I figure, why do I keep putting this game down? What the fuck's wrong with Yeah, me? It's, not,
1: it's not an expensive game to pick up either. You
0: know. Well, no, it's funny. There's a page here on it. It says, uh, the key features, skulls in space, gore in space, metal in space. Fucking nice. <laughs> I love that savagely reduce foes to piles of jibs with an array of brutal weaponry explore a diverse range of tainted environments as you venture even deeper into dark worlds of (laughs) valve can't say it fuck you (laughs) dominate ranks of deadly enemies and bosses from the weird to the grotesque and some that are just grotesquely weird gorge your eyes on devastatingly awesome pixel art handcrafted by andrew gilmore i have no idea who that is but i do know that yeah it looks
1: the part this game looks awesome it's the bollocks mate honestly and i like you've been playing games long enough to to see when someone's done the artwork really well you know Mm -hmm. it's they've put a lot of time into it it's very well drawn very well animated um it's just a joy to play oh yeah someone's
0: definitely gone to a lot of effort just on the visuals for this i wonder how many people are involved in it on the team because uh I tried having a look earlier, trying to find the company that made it, and I couldn't find a hell of a lot of info, which is a bit stupid.
1: I actually bought the, the bigger box version of it because I like If it's a game that I really like, and I don't know, I'll go back to I normally get a, a limited edition of it or something. I will uh, if it's affordable. If
0: it's one of them ones that's 80 to £100, pounds, it's like, no, because it's the same fucking game. You're yeah. just giving me more box.
1: I'm just trying to look for it, actually. Go for it. You
0: can tell me if the art on the back of the case was crap. Yes, everyone. He has accidentally knocked the
1: cat off. Got a big, heavy metal dude on the front. <laughs> Signature uh, edition. Um, I don't know what you get in there. Let's have a look. That is quite a big box, actually. I've got some. I've got some day
0: one editions on the Switch, and they're not as big as that one.
1: Well, it's got some cool that well, you can see. That's one of the levels. How colourful is that? You know.
0: So I'll describe it everyone. It's a sort of green, swampy area with a giant xenomorph head sticking out, puking fire while some guy's jumping in the air and shooting it. That's pretty yeah, awesome.
1: We got, got a cool, oh, we got a cool this is what I like, the concept art book. Nice. Are they all sketches? Sketches. Oh, there we are.
0: We're, fucking hell, that looks cool. You Isn't see, it? this is why I miss booklets.
1: Yeah, I love the book. All oh, the guns look a whole array of guns there, more than the Matrix.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, that's actually a good sign. Of um, you know, earlier you were saying how to define an indie game, you more often than not, if you're going to get a booklet with something or a little bit if of you extra, got, it's you've got with all an indie melee game
1: weapons. So you've got axes and flame swords, there's and melee weapons in it as well. I didn't know that. Pistols,
0: they're them for and, fucking guns, one of them's a severed arm, and destroyers. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's some detail for a fictional gun.
1: Oh, just trying to get so enemies. Let's so have a look. jellied guard. We've got a barbed root. A gas trap. A gas trap? A gas trap.
0: That sounds like having a curry.
1: Yeah, we've got a feline uh, f- 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 fang flea.
0: A feli fang flea. I can see a Toxic Flower, and yes, I'm sure people are making euphemisms in their mind about what that is. Villafang Flea, Vile Fang Flea, I don't
1: know. Pencrawler, Hive Walker, I mean, it's just a dire hound. I mean, just page after page of... And then that's what also makes a great game is so many games just repeat a lot of the enemies, don't they? Yeah. You You go to the next level, you want a whole new array of enemies to take on and work out their little patterns and stuff. You know. And ways to kill them, take them out. Oh yeah, I, I started playing this uh, modern game. I think it's
0: called uh because I pronounced it wrong. I'm doing well for pronunciation today. Near Automata. It looked really cool. It started really cool. The robots remind me of a sort of Ghibli design. It was really, it was really quite decent. Until I got further and further in the game and thought the environment doesn't fucking change. There's yeah. nothing really colourful. The enemies are the same bastard robots. It's like I am bored.
1: I played that. I was recommended that, and I got bored as well. Mm. I want yeah. to carry on, but at the same
0: time, I don't want to carry yeah. on. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to push myself to get more of the game, more out of the game. Mm. But uh, yeah, and
1: not changing with the progress and the investment that you're putting into it, then it's kind of like. Where's this going? It's almost like a bad movie, you know? Yeah, it's turning what, into a first chore. Half an hour, three quarters of an hour, you're invested in it and you're just like, nothing's happened yet. Something better bloody happen soon because I've been watching this for an hour now and nothing's yeah. happened. <laughs> Worse when it's a game because
0: you wish it was just one hour, right? Eh? It's usually a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what really bugs me in that game is they're wearing blindfolds and I thought, I'll play that and I'll find out what the fuck that's about. Nope. Yeah. Still don't know. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that you you're in the same boat as me you got bored nothing happening because I think I'm going to have to knock it on the head I like, hate yeah. having to do that because you feel like I bought the thing I put money into it
1: but, but it's like, better to get know. out early though than put more hours into something and then realise shit I've wasted days in this and it's crap instead of hours yeah you're right you know, wouldn't it be great it,
0: you get to the end you beat it and you go great well done five stars that was shit
1: yeah, yeah I, I, I usually pull out now I think I'm usually a pretty good judge of a game within an hour of it playing it, I think it's either for me or it's not. Do you know what I mean? And I'll either carry on after an hour and, and give it up. I mean, I just recently brought that um, Pocky and Rocky reshrined. I'm a massive Pocky and Rocky.
0: I was watching the video for that earlier, actually the one you did, I mean.
1: Yeah. And um, unfortunately it's not as good as what I, I wanted. Uh, I know I, I gave it sort of a, enthusiastic kind of I was video. gonna say you seem very positive in the video about it I did, but I hadn't played it at that point I played it in the video and I did yeah. the first level but then yesterday I've completed the game oh. and um but I only managed to complete it on oh, um, loads of lives never ending lives there's no way you'd finish that game on three lives really and you that's say really- that's
0: an absolute impossibility
1: yeah, and I don't like that. For me, it's an arcade game. If you die, you've got to start from the game. And each time you get better and better, you get further and further. I don't see the point of just continuing all the time and just playing. Nah. The I,
0: I did think that was a level of dedication from you when you died and you were like, okay, there's no go back to, I'll just quit out of the game. Go yeah. through the menu, skip the story, do this box. Yeah. I was just thinking to myself, fucking hell, I don't think I could be that dedicated. i get fed come up right. going, come on, come on. It's like being at the Pokemon Center. Would you like me to heal? No, stop healing the same yeah. shit again and again.
1: Yeah, but then it, I know what you mean. I mean, most people would do that. Most modern gamers would do that, just fly through it, infinite lives, and I don't see the point of it because you fin- I finished it in an hour, over an hour and a half, done it, if that. And then it's done. You unlock a few more characters, which are probably more powerful. So maybe they would help, um, you know, doing it as how I was trying to do it on one credit. But still, I still think it is too hard. Um, They made it too hard.
0: The only games I like with infinite lives is if it's, um, let's see, Castlevania, Hollow Knight, games like that, where it's purposefully an absolute bastard to do. If I die, I get sent back away. And then yeah. I have to try again. That's, yeah. that's fine. I'm okay with that. If the difficulty warrants the infinite lives, but if it's a game where if I'm given infinite lives, I'm going to piss through it. Why have you given me that? You should have just given me free lives and maybe continues or X amount. Well, you know. That's
1: a different type of game though, Tom. That is more of an adventure type game. This is an arcade game. Do you mm. know what I mean? There's yeah. a different- I mean, like in a big game like Metroid, you expect to die and you get a save point. You go back to that save point. That's fine. You've unlocked this massive map. Yeah. You wouldn't go back to that beginning of that first map again. But with an arcade game like this, it's got to be doable for a human being to go through it and 1cc and it, you know. So the uh,
0: settings for it are basically either stupidly too
1: easy or stupidly too hard. Exactly. There's oh, that's no middle good. it. No, so I shall have to explain to my subscribers that I'm sorry if I made you come buy this game. (laughs) Yes, on further reflection, it's crap. (laughs) I'll just play play Nintendo versions. They're the best ones to play. Just
0: do what um, most of these famous YouTubers do. Put out a short video where you've got the phone sort of dangling and go, quick update, change mind. it's shit. Get some views in.
1: Yeah, I think what it probably is for a developer is they they obviously couldn't make it as short as the the Super Nintendo ones because people are paying more money for it, I guess. They put more levels in it, but it just makes it that much longer and harder to do with free lives, if you see what I mean. Mm. I would have been quite happy with the length of a Super Nintendo game. I would have paid 20 quid for it if it was as good as that. Yeah, if yeah. if you thought it was worth it, you'd put the money into it. I mean,
0: yeah, I was about to compare it to another game, but no,
1: because at the end of the day, you're going also, you're going for a high score as well, you know, because there is a score, um, record uh, chart. What do you call it? Uh, top ten table. Yeah, there's an online yet. there's an online ranking. It's oh an boring. online one. Oh, right I see yeah so as soon as you finish the game you can you can press A to upload your score right. so it's always nice to see but he, most of the people have got those massive scores you know damn well that they've come through on infinite lives
0: <laughs> it's so
1: it's not even a case of skill then it's really just more who can yeah. do it quicker yeah mm. endurance whether I can put up with this for so long
0: yeah and the answer is no
1: exactly
0: oh well well, I suppose we should best wrap it up because I've had you here for so long. Um, so we've talked oh. about Metroid Dread, we've talked about Defender, and we talked about—I'm going to get it wrong—Valfarius. Well done!
1: Yay! Yep.
0: Watch me get that wrong next time. So, thank you very much, mate, for being on this podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed yourself
1: nattering bollocks with me. I have. My pleasure, mate. It's been brilliant. I've been wanting to come on for a while, so thanks for having me on, dude. It's been good, laugh. And everyone,
0: please check out Nintendo Arcade. There will be links in the description for this podcast, wherever you're checking out YouTube or your various podcasty places. I can't think of what else to say. So I shall simply say, thank you very much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, and all that other bollocks. And bye-bye.